Welcome to Fabulous Fools Tarot Podcast. I'm Karen from Grail Seekers Tarot Shop. And V with the Mystical Millennial. It's Crystals Part 4? Yes. Oh my god. And then after this one, it's the last one. Oh, that's sad. Nope. Not going to be, nope. Not going to be sad. Not going to get myself sad before we get there. Life after crystals, what? <laughs> um, Never life after crystals, just life after crystal episodes. But then we can always come back and replay it, you know? You can listen to it whenever you like, guys. You're just swirling that wine in front of me on the camera, and I'm like, why don't I have any? Girl! Uh, Literally, before we started recording, we're like, I'm going to get my drink first. It was water because I'm so parched. (laughs) Okay, with the water, you bring the wine. Didn't you learn anything from Jesus? Well, okay, so my husband always buys the alcohol because we always drink what we have. And then and then at some point at 9 o'clock at night, I'm like, oh, man, I could really use a beer. And then he'll go out and get beer. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you've already married and had beautiful children with him, but he's a keeper. Damn. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Marry the man with the alcohol, ladies. Well, okay, so much anticipated, very exciting, finally here is the interview with Kat of Scorpio Moon. Enjoy. V here with Kat from Scorpio Moon Crystal Shop. How you doing, Kat? I'm doing good, V. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so glad we could finally get together. I know a lot of people were really excited to have you come on the podcast, so thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Yeah, I have stupid amounts of crystals from you that I absolutely adore. You've given me a lot of wonderful things in my life. You're so Is wonderful. there ever a stupid amount of crystals, though? I don't have anywhere to put them. They're, like, rotating between, like, the windowsill and the table and the floor. So okay. I feel the problem like that. you need a bigger house, not less I, crystals. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I at least need somewhere to display them. So that's my next problem. Gotcha. But no. No, stupid amount of crystals, I, I would say no. I would say no. <laughs> So you, how long have you been selling crystals? It's not been a terribly long time, has it? Well, probably November. Mm-hmm. I started my Instagram in October, but I really started to sell in about November. And then I started doing live sales in January. The live sales are a blast. They are so much fun. I love the live sale vibe. I'm having a lot of fun doing it, actually. I really like it. Good. Good. So what got you started selling crystals? Okay, so I, like you, love crystals, right? And I just wanted to do something. Uh, My everyday job is kind of takes a lot out of me. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to do something that, you know, Build me back up, if that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. That's why I do tarot on the side because my right. job is like, like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like, how can I monetize something to give me a little bit of extra money that I actually love? And so it just made sense. Like I've done sales my whole entire life. I've only ever had like two jobs. It's either sales or taking care of somebody. Like. I take care of uh, people that are visually impaired. That's what I do in my day job. Hmm. But my whole life, like ever since I was like 14, it's either been I've done a sales job or I've done a job where I am taking care of somebody in some capacity. And I and I love them both. 
but when you're taking care of somebody for a living, it it does take a lot out of you. So this yeah. is a little way to do something that gives me joy and gives other people joy. Yes. Yes. We have such a fun little community on the lives. I absolutely love it. And then it's such a cool little community and I really, really enjoy it. And I hope that I, you know, I'm providing experience. I think I am where everybody feels welcome and they're enjoying it too. I would definitely say that's the vibe. I feel like all the people that are in the lives consistently, I feel like we're all friends now. And that just happened over a couple of weeks, like two or three hours a week. And now we all know each other. You know what? I like that I'm not just there to sell you a rock and go on your way. Like, I want to know about you. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know what's important to you because I want to be able to find you the rocks that you connect with. I think it's important to build relationships with people that you're providing a service to. And I, I just got really lucky, I guess, because everybody that comes to the live is pretty awesome. I love it. That's How many awesome. times can I say I really like it in one interview? <laughs> <laughs> as many as you want. Obviously, what you're doing gives you a lot of joy. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, it definitely shows because we all have, like I said, we're all having a lot of fun. So you tend to gravitate a lot to skulls and a lot bigger pieces, but particularly skulls. I love skulls. I've always loved skulls. Even before I sold crystals, I like skulls. I have skull patterns all throughout my home. Like I have a big skull tapestry behind my couch. Like I just, I've always been attracted to skull energy. Just natural that I have skulls. If it were up to me, I probably would sell just skulls. That's how much I love skulls. But, you know, it's not just my taste and I want to provide things that everybody loves. But I'm I'm really glad that people are coming for the skulls because I get so much joy in picking them out and having them there. It's just something that I've always been attracted to. That's awesome. Well, and you obviously, because your yeah. your shop name is Scorpio Moon, so you're you're a double Scorpio, right? I am a double Scorpio, but I'm not a Scorpio moon. Oh. (laughs) It's just that, it's just that that was the one that was available. I like the way it sounds. I really feel like I'm a triple Scorpio. I don't know what the heck Gemini's doing in there, but. I'm a Gemini moon? Yeah, I'm a Gemini moon. Ooh, interesting combination. Is it? Yeah, I mean, Geminis are, they think and communicate a lot. So if your, your moon and your emotional state is Gemini, you talk a lot, communicate a lot. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like I do talk a lot. I mean, I do talk a lot when I'm talked to, but I don't, in- <laughs> I don't really initiate any conversations. But yeah, I, uh, I guess I'm chatty. I know that the way you and I really met, because I think, I'm not sure the, the Instagram algorithm put us together, but I remember the first real conversation I think I had with you was about alien skulls, because I shared one that I really liked. And yes. you messaged me immediately and were like, I can get that for you. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> Which is funny, because I think that's the one thing I don't have from you at this point, is an alien skull. You don't alien but I got lots of great alien skulls coming so I'm sure that we can get you one 
Oh, so you guys, you know, when I always talk about on the podcast, how I spend all my money on crystals, Kat is the reason for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I have some great aliens coming and they have like labradorite eyes. I got some, <gasps> yeah, Ooh. I got some great ones coming. So all right, weeks, you're going to see a lot of new carvings. Cool. Yeah. Ooh, what an what an exciting time! Yay for everybody listening! You guys can join the live sales, and you're always sharing stuff on your page too. I was totally gonna make a point about the skulls, and now I'm just remembering what that was. So it would be I'd be interested to know if you know the Scorpio card in the tarot. If you know what it is? No, I don't. It's death, which is traditionally depicted as a skeleton riding through a town. Oh. Yeah, that may be why you like skulls so much. Scorpios are sort of like into death. Just things that are dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, a super dark sense of humor. I definitely identify, like I said, I, I really thought when I did my chart, and this is all very new to me, like I'm not, I've only been into this recently, like probably within the last year. And so I don't really identify as anything other than a Scorpio because I feel like I am such a Scorpio. <laughs> With a sun and a rising sign, that's that's a lot of Scorpio. We absolutely love you for it. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because it was like, yeah, she loves skulls and the death card is the Scorpio card. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for sure. Yeah. So what do you know anything about the tarot? Like I know you usually do, you draw tarot cards and have people guess when you do giveaways in your lives. But other than that, what's your familiarity with the tarot? I am so new to tarot tarot is something that I want to learn more about I actually just got the book Jesse recommended it Jesse that goes to the live sale yeah. called what the fuck is tarot <laughs> I was like okay I can definitely connect with this so I bought the book I haven't started reading it yet because I want to know more about it so bad like lots of my good friends are into tarot and sometimes I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but it's <laughs> always super interesting to me. But no, I'm not like I don't I've done readings for myself. But what I do is I just pick out the little booklet and just read what it says. That's a great way to start. That's how I started. I'll read that book and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's really funny because you have the Lightseer's Tarot, which is like my next to buy list on my t- my tarot deck's wish list that deck is absolutely stunning isn't it gorgeous for somebody who doesn't really know how to read tarot i think i have like seven or eight decks <laughs> i love how beautiful they are i have they are gorgeous I, I just pre-ordered the murder of crows tarot what yeah. oh, it looks very dark which i'm definitely into and you know i love crows so yeah Oh, man, if I do your cards, I'm totally going to use the vampire deck for you. That's great. It's out of print, actually, but it's based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. So all the art is based in the story, which is really neat. Like, the high priestess is Mina. The the hierophant is Van Helsing. It's really cool. So what other, like, witchy spiritual stuff are you into besides, you know, like, dabbling in the tarot a little bit? Like, obviously, crystals and, like, skulls. Is there other stuff that you're kind of into? I'm really into dragon carvings, big time. Yes. Um, 
I love dragon energy. It's very different from anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. But I also, I don't know if it's witchy, but I meditate a lot. I mean, it's definitely spiritual. I'm every day. Oh, that's so awesome. that's another practice that I do regularly. Do you do I like mean, guided meditation or how do you do that? I do guided meditations every evening to go to sleep. Mm. I also do just like a standard medica- uh, medication. <laughs> meditation. I have like my Reiki one, right? So I just do the standard way that I learned to meditate when I took Reiki one, which is with no music, no, just sit there and basically let your mind go blank. That's hard for a lot of people to do. Like I usually have to do a guided or at least with some music or like a a lot of those ones that are available that have the singing bowls going. Yeah, absolutely. Meditation's really fucking hard. (laughs) It's hard for me too. And I've been doing it consistently every day for like, I don't know, two years. You just have to like gently guide yourself back. Be there. I'll be just doing it. Next thing I know, I'm thinking about some dude and I'm like, no, (laughs) bring your mind back. And then I just forgive myself for going elsewhere and I just go back. And that's basically when you first start meditating, that's literally all you're doing is just going, nope, back to the focus. Nope. There's a thought. Okay bring it back and I still do that like two years later so it's it's definitely not an easy practice but it's definitely really good for your mind and to keep you relaxed I'm definitely not as high strung as I used to be before I meditated that's awesome I haven't been consistently doing it for very long maybe only a couple weeks and I'm already preaching the meditation that's the best way to chill or even like energize yourself. I've been using a really good meditation to like focus. And I feel like I just like downed a cup of coffee. Like it's so energizing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I used to have a really hard time falling asleep, like a really hard time. It's a ritual, right? I put on yeah. the God meditation. I know it's on and I just let go. That's awesome. So how did you kind of learn about that? Like, how did you get into it? I got into it through my Reiki master cool she just described the benefits of like meditation I was like okay this sounds like bullshit (laughs) (laughs) but anyway lo and behold it's not bullshit I went and I started Reiki through one of my other friends were like you need to go to Reiki and I was like yep that sounds like a crock of shit too and so Yeah, I did it. And then I was like, okay, okay, there's something to this. Yeah. But yeah, I'll start it with Reiki. So have you have you done Reiki? I mean, if you're certified, have you done Reiki healings for people? Um, I do Reiki on my animals. <laughs> oh, cool. So I have Reiki one. You can't practice until you have Reiki two. Okay. I mean, you can practice, but you can't get paid. I got to practice. Yeah. So um, I do Reiki sometimes with the girl that I work with. It helps her a lot to keep her calm because she struggles with anger Mm. and outbursts. And so Reiki really has helped her. And I do it with my dogs. They don't mind it. So (laughs) it's something I do the odd time. So I'm sure you use some crystals with Reiki and meditation. Do you have any favorites for those exercises or just in general? Yeah, lipidolite. 
100 yes. good answer <laughs> do you like lipidolite i love lipidolite i just got a really gorgeous grapey lipidolite i dreamt about it a couple months ago i didn't even know what lipidolite was and i dreamt about this beautiful purple sphere and in my dream i thought it was lapracite which is like a pokemon <laughs> I was like, I'm not familiar with that crystal. Which one no, is that? It doesn't exist. My brain made it up in my sleep. And I luckily <laughs> had the crystal Bibles. And I was like, let me just look up whatever L crystals that are purple. And then I found the pitolite. And I was like, I need some of that in my life. And I've collected a few. I actually had a palm stone that I sold to somebody because she just couldn't let go of it. I was like, you can have that for like 10 bucks or whatever. <laughs> and then I got a raw one. And then another crystal seller that I love, who we just had on the podcast, um, Amy of Magic Relics, had the sphere because she knew oh, I was looking for I one. I like her. Yeah. She doesn't post a lot of pictures on her Instagram, but I really like her vibe. Yeah, her vibe is fantastic. Her, She's such a sweetheart. Um, and her husband and her daughter help her with her live sales. And she's the sweetest. But she knew I was looking for the lipidolite. And she went to the shop. And took a video of it. I was like, I found your lapidolite. But yeah, my lapidolite finally came home after long searching. <laughs> yeah, I love that thing. It's so lapidolite, which we're actually going to talk about on this episode. Lapidolite is good for uh, electromagnetic frequencies and de-stressing. Those are the two big things that I know it's good for. Number one crystal, in my opinion, for depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that thing's packed with lithium and it'll calm you down it's just so calming it's amazing it's really good to keep you calm and it's also the first crystal that i ever got oh really yeah was this little raw piece of lipidolite i still have it uh, it's like my favorite crystal i love it so much you can like just fit your thumb into it perfectly and just move your thumb around super soothing Ooh, I have a raw moonstone that's like that. It's perfect to hold in the palm of my hand. Oh, that's so nice. What else do you like for meditation? Um, rose quartz. Rose quartz. I like rose quartz if I'm kind of feeling shitty about myself. (laughs) If I'm not feeling great, I'll throw in a rose quartz. Yeah. Self-love. Blue crystals. Any crystal that's blue. Mm. I use a lot for meditation. We just talked um, about celestite and how it's really good to help kind of clear your head. Yes. I love celestite. It's mm-hmm. super calming. It's a great bedside table crystal. Yeah. Um, I also really like it for the bathroom. Like if you're having a bath, it's super relaxing. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. So any crystal that you can picture is super relaxing is what I use for meditation. But if I'm, like, carrying around a crystal, it's a black crystal for sure, like a tourmaline or a shungite or an obsidian. Yeah, for protection. Yeah, 100%. Is it obsidian or is it tourmaline, the little Ganesha that I got from you? It's obsidian. It's so cute. Well, so I did want to ask you, too, about we talk a lot about on the show, like, buying crystals ethically because it's a huge problem since, like, everybody's buying into healing crystals these days and... Everybody's trying to like make sure they're getting them from ethical sources. And I know that you work with obviously a lot of carvers because you have a lot of carved pieces. So can you talk about like kind of your your buying philosophy and like some of the relationships that you've cultivated with with different carvers? 
Yeah, for sure. When I first started purchasing crystals, I just kind of bought them wherever. The more I got into it, the more like the choosier I was, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the carvers, one family in particular that I buy crystals from, the uncle is a carver, the sister sells at their warehouse, their mom and dad have a local crystal shop for like the more expensive crystals. And oh, then cool. the three brothers do like all the labor. And I buy a lot from that family. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? Like their their whole family is like into crystals somehow. The uncle's on vacation now though. He only works three months out of the year. He's 70 some years old. And he's a carver. He's an amazing carver. He does the skulls that I purchased that are kind of angry looking. Those are him. He travels. He travels the rest of the year and carves for three months and travels for the rest of the year. That's so cool. And the sons, you said they do the mining? Yeah, they they do some of the mining, but they don't do all of it. Like they purchase from mines, but they're the ones that go directly to the mines to purchase some of the crystals. They're in Asia. Like, these people are from China. That's so awesome. Yeah, but I get crystals from all over the place. Like, I get some from Pakistan. I get some from Asia. I get some from Brazil. get some from Canada. I'd love to be able to find a good Russian contact. I don't have one of those yet. That's pretty much the only place you can get shungite. Oh, really? Yeah. So, anywhere else that you're purchasing shungite from, they're getting it from Russia. Huh. To my understanding, they're the only source of sh- for shungite. I-, I believe it all comes from Russia. Russia has a lot of caroite too. Charoite. You told me I said it. I say it wrong. You know what? You might say it correctly. You call it caroite. <laughs> I call it charoite. I really don't know what the correct way is. Hmm. But you're the only person that I've heard call it caroite. Oh. But a lot of that comes from, there's a, there's a Russian source, and then there's another source of that too, right? I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. You, you could be right. Maybe there is two sources, but all the good shit comes from Russia. Yeah, the one that I got from you, oh my god, and you had such a great price on it as well, but it is stunning. Thank you. Yes. You have, by the way, some of the best prices that are available. Thank you. I wonder about your mental health in regards to your pricing, but... um... (laughs) You know what? I get that a lot. My philosophy really is if I can get something for a super great price, I'm going to extend that to my customers. So that's why sometimes you'll see, like today, for example, I had Rodenite Freeforms priced at like $15. Wow. Normally, you know, buy a Rodenite Freeform wholesale for about $15. So, yeah. you know, if I get road night in the future, it might be more expensive. And the reason being would be, I just price it according to what I pay for it. Right. And if I get a good deal, I extend it. I think that's a pretty fair way to do things. It's the way I do things anyway. Yeah. Other sellers would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, Circling back to what you were saying at the beginning of our conversation, you know, obviously what you care about is creating a good environment, making people feel good, connecting them with crystals that are, you know, good for them. I know in your lives all the time, you'll pull a crystal out and be like, 
hey, Jesse, this is a really good one for you. I feel like this is your vibe. You're very tuned in to what people want. And, um, you know, you want to make sure they can do it, get it um, in a responsible way, too. Because I know you also offer payment plans. Don't want anybody yeah. to go broke Absolutely. on your account. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I want to be, I want to, some of these pieces that I get in, I mean, their carvings are expensive. Even at my prices, they're expensive, you know. And not everybody has the ability to just throw down $100, $200 on an item all at once. Mm-hmm. but they might be able to do that over a month period. I think it just makes sense. I want everybody to be able to get a crystal, the crystal they want. I think it's really a great option. I think more shops should provide it. Yeah. I mean, I know that personally it's worked out pretty well for me uh, for some of this, for, well, a lot of my items that I've gotten from you. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how much I love that Unikite skull, by the way. She's it's amazing. so great. I, I love that one too. I can't wait to get the Howlite Sphere that I bought from you. I'm really, really excited because that stand is absolutely stunning that you paired it with. I paired it with that because I knew you were going to purchase it and I, it <laughs> totally had your vibe. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is for her. She can have this cool stand. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't wait I for really you to I think it will look really awesome like with your tarot set up. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. How light is actually the crystal I always wear when I do tarot readings at markets. It's one of my favorite stones when I'm needing to tap into my intuition. Well, I actually got a bracelet. Um, I traded with a vendor at a market I was at last night. She traded me a bracelet for a tarot reading. It's a black agate with a how light bead. So it's a yin and yang. I saw that. I saw you post. I like yeah. it. I love exchanging services, I guess you could call it. You know what I mean? Like you exchange a product for a service. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's the way things used to be. <laughs> I mean, I still try and do that. Like I do also. It, it's a win-win for both parties. I agree. Well, girl, you ever let me know if you want a tarot reading. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to get one at some point. You let me know when you're going to teach your course. Yeah. Um, tarot for assholes not assholes (laughs) (laughs) i mean if it was tarot for assholes i could definitely participate in that one too oh my god what were you gonna call it for idiots essentially (laughs) yeah like just kind of a beginner's course like a quick like a flash course kind of a thing yeah 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 I'm, i'm still waiting for you to announce that i would definitely be down yeah, it's really funny you say that because uh, I think that's probably going to start in April. Yep, I got to figure out how to do it. <laughs> like, I don't... Well, when you figure it out, you let me know because I would love to learn. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the podcast too, our podcast has some good kind of beginner information. It's what we try to do on our podcast is do kind of pop culture associations with some of the cards too. And I just want to say that like, I'm super grateful that you invited me onto your podcast. I feel like if I didn't have you on the podcast, that would be a Travis. Like when I'm talking about crystals, there's a, it's a five part series. If I didn't have you come on because you're responsible for like a good third of my crystal collection, I feel like that would be a travesty. (laughs) I love how you're like, by the way, do you want to do this podcast? The answer is yes. Because <laughs> I've already announced to you. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, a bunch of people were like, I think I mentioned to Jesse. I was like, 
she listened to the ep- like one of the episodes. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have Kat on the next one. She's like, oh, that's great. And then I actually had already recorded like a week and a half ago that we were going to have you on the next episode. So I was like, I really hope she doesn't like we we could still make this work. <laughs> well, I'm glad I figured out how to do Skype. I'm really sorry that took so long. Oh, um, it's totally cool. It's my favorite comes to technology. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's a miracle that we continuously get episodes published. That's why I always bring my fluorite when we record to make sure, like, no shit hits the fan. Good idea. I'm so into fluorite lately. Ooh, yeah, fluorite is, I love fluorite so much. When I first started, fluorite didn't do a damn thing for me, but lately I am so into it. Mm -hmm. And it comes in so many different variations. Yes. I love it it yeah i know another crystal seller that just got like fluorite little like t- those little oil bottles you can hang around your neck like a necklace but it's fluorite mm. Ooh. yeah they- i was thinking about making some some uh, bedtime sprays i don't think i'm gonna sell them but just as like a nice little extra oh to put that would be great some packages with like you know some put some lavender in it a couple crystals and and I also have like one for like sexy time with like garnet and stuff hey so I might do that too I might do it throw it in a couple boxes let people try it out and see where see what it does because I have a really good sleepy time spray that I do for myself and it is real nice I would love that. Send me two and Karen and I could try it out and we can review it on the podcast. Sounds good. I'll definitely do that for you. Yay! Oh, Kat, thank you for coming on the podcast and for everything, for existing wonderfully and being such a sweetheart. Thanks, V. I appreciate you. I follow Scorpio Moon on Instagram, maybe because of you. Probably. I get all my good crystal, yeah, my good, my good crystal Instagram accounts from you. (laughs) Yes, you Uh, do, girl. Well, first of all, now I feel like I need to go buy some fluorite because it is so pretty. (laughs) We have fluorite come with us every, every podcast too. She has a name, by the way, the fluorite tower. I found out her name is Cassiopeia. Oh, that's pretty. She told me. And then Um, I looked at Cassiopeia and turns out she was like a huge bitch. Her name is awesome. Yeah, her name is amazing. But that was that's the woman who sacrifices her daughter to the Kraken to save the city. Oh. Because she didn't want to marry her off to the, like, demon guy. <laughs> Did you see Clash of the Titans? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. Karen. Yeah. I'm just, I feel like it would depend on what the demon looked like. <laughs> not that scary. But, no, okay, so there's actually two versions of Clash of the Titans. There's, like, an original stop motion, amazing. But it's the stories of Pericles. Wait, are you talking about the, like, the claymation? Yeah. Oh. Maggie Smith yeah. wasn't it? I I forget the Cassiopeia's story, but isn't she a constellation, too? She is, yeah. She, I think she repented because, per- I'm sorry, it's not Pericles, it's Perseus, I think. Perseus, mm-hmm. Perseus saves her daughter, whose name I can't remember, and she repents. And so she, Zeus let her be a constellation. I guess. Yeah, that's the consolation prize. <laughs> the consolation prize. Oh, oh good one. 
Nice. Yeah, she'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here forever. Like as long as you guys are listening, I will talk about tarot and Greek mythology and crystals and <laughs> vampires and whatever the hell. Oh my god. What? Okay. We, we okay. Oh. we're talking about cat, right? We're gonna right. Talk about for Here's what I was gonna say though. So I so she said a lot of stuff that I think, you know, like you talk about meditation sometimes and it sounds like she really has some experience with that too. And I think she touched on the same thing. Some of our other crystal vendors have talked about with those personal connections with crystals that just kind of make them special and unique and how she really take the time to work with someone on that, that this business for her is actually what fills her back up. And I really loved hearing her say that because and you mentioned that tarot does that for you and I feel like that's you know that's what it is for me with tarot as well like I love doing readings for people you know one of the things about doing a reading for someone is I really always you know I'm wishing for like when I do a reading for someone it's nice to have that extra connection with them to make it more meaningful I think as you know as readers just having that extra connection with some with someone. I mean, that's what that medium is all about. It was really interesting to hear her talk about crystals that way. You know, she just comes across as somebody who's really in like really personally engaged with what she's doing with her and with her customers. You haven't been to one of her live sales yet, have you? No, because I feel like they always come on for me like always I'm doing something <laughs> like that. I can't like turn it on, the, you know, the big joke in the crystal, like, cause they're always at one o'clock Eastern time on Sundays. And the big oh, joke yeah. is always, if someone's in the middle of doing something else or has to go away, cat is always like, didn't you clear your schedule for me? <laughs> <laughs> and that's always a joke. Like Esther, uh, celestial Esther of wildly Terra podcast, who is our most loyal listener. Thank you, Esther. <laughs> but Esther is always in those live sales. And she's halfway around the world staying up really late. Right. (laughs) Esther, how do you do it? (laughs) How do you sleep, love? Like, and I hate it when I miss it. Like, I missed last week because I was running around having a grand old time in Tampa Bay. And I'm going to miss it this week because I have a market. Woohoo! But I'm also going to miss it. The community is really fun. You really should try and pop on sometime, even for like an hour. It is just... It's hilarious. I'll have to keep my eye out for it. Yes. Cat all the time in the sales is like, hey, I feel like this is really your vibe. Like, seriously, with the Howlite Sphere? I'm not kidding. She she knew I was looking for one. And I saw it in the preview. And I'm like, that's mine. And I waited very patiently. And literally nobody else even, like, bid on it. Like, tried to claim it. Because it was just like, yeah, that's V's. You know? Yeah. We all support each other and are like, oh, that's totally your vibe. And, you know, it, it, it's so fun. All right. So we're going to pull cat ca, the, the, cards for cat. I can't say alliterations today, apparently. Okay. So cat, I am using the vampire tarot, like I mentioned to you. So the vampire tarot is the story, is the story of Dracula by Bram Stoker. Like the king of pentacles is yeah. Bram Stoker in the deck. It's so cool. Um, it's, a, it's out of print, unfortunately, which makes me feel important as a tarot reader that I have an out of print deck. <laughs> um, it's really neat. So, like, the death card is Dracula as a skeleton with a stake through his chest. So he has actually died. It's really cool. 
So Pat, I did pull that card out for you since we talked about that card as your significator card, but I'm going to pull another card from the Vampire Tarot with it. And what deck are you using, Karen? I always feel a little bit silly talking about how much I love my sexy plaid deck. And <laughs> because it's. We know, you, know you like sexy plaid, Karen. You like Highlanders. <laughs> it's so, you know, it's just not as art awesome in some ways as all these newer decks, but I just love this stupid thing. So. U.S. Games, now if you're like, if you geek out on sexy plaid decks, U.S. Games is now printing it with the original hand-drawn titles, which they haven't done in like two decades or something. The RWS? Yeah, and I pulled a card from that, but then I realized, listening to her, I don't have very many dark decks or sort of gothically themed decks, but I do have one or two, and so I thought I'd pull one from the Tarot de la Nuit as well, which is the other sort of darkish deck. That's the one you pulled for me for uh, Esther's spread. Oh, right. that You're, oh yeah. That, it's, uh, that deck is amazing. So, so sexy RWS, sexy Highlander yeah. RWS. Yeah. And Ten of Pentacles. <gasps> yeah, that's a good, well, first of all, like if you're gonna, like of all the four suits, the one that's going to be associated with Crystals will be pentacles. That's yes. the earthy. That's you know, pentacles can be jewels or gems. I mean, it's uh, it's the earthy suit, and the ten is the culmination of that of that suit. Fulfillment in the earthly realm that is so great that you know you can even kind of share your abundance with others or that raise up literally cat yeah then tarot de la nuit gave her the seven of pentacles oh hello i should be showing you these cards so it's that what was that whack ballerina movie with natalie oh my god i was just gonna say that's black swan seven of pentacles is kind of a developmental card it's a card of sort of cultivating continued growth toward a goal pentacles have to do with you know the things of your life like the the physical things in your life or your work you know your your time and treasure I guess and so I would almost read that like the ten of pentacles as being you know who she is as a person with her business but that the seven of pentacles is basically saying that you know that she's still growing into it and I think she even mentioned that too in her interview right that to me I see it as a positive card of just this continued growth that she's still in that kind of exciting developmental stage where maybe I'm not totally to the comfort zone that I want to be in but at the same time it's really exciting because I'm seeing where this is going and and good things are coming because she's you know doing that cultivation I love it Yay, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. I'm going to pull the card. I haven't pulled it yet. Oh, shit. It, it's the reversed Empress, but it's the Brides in this deck. Yeah. Yeah. So there's three of them. And actually, I've pulled this card before on my Instagram and used it as kind of a three-card pick-a-card opportunity. But so, Kat, with the, the reversed Brides, it's kind of like uh wow this is so Scorpio of her like and just knowing her like it's so like boys can come to me I'm not gonna attach myself to anybody Uh, that in charge that authority that personal authority yeah I feel like a reverse empress is more it's like almost an it's leading into the emperor you know 
Mm. Like, because the Empress is like, the Empress and the Emperor obviously go hand in hand, and they're like the masculine and the feminine kind of personified. But like a reverse bride's reverse Empress is more of this like, okay, yes, I am feminine in my energy, but my masculine energy is also here. I feel like it's more of like a balancing of like the masculine and the feminine, but it's definitely like, you don't have time for relationships. <laughs> this is definitely a different direction than your cards were going. Well, I think it's interesting too with the vampire deck because of the whole Dracula story component of that. Yeah. That, you know, Dracula really can't exist without his, what he sees as his female counterpart. So I I feel like in that, in that deck in particular, you've got that kind of, that, Emperor energy is almost kind of like implied in a certain. Yeah, the emperor is called the count in this deck, actually. So it is Count Dracula. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I smell a book club episode, even though I hate that book, but whatever. <laughs> Dude, it's not a good book. I haven't. No, read I'm gonna it. save it. I'm gonna save it for book club because we are okay. definitely gonna do it because I have the deck. So okay. I'm gonna. No. Coming in October. <laughs> you guys have to wait like six months. Anyway, Kat, we love you so much. Thank I you. love you so much for sure. Karen will grow to love you when she starts buying your crystals. So we've been talking for 30 minutes, but I'm sure edited. This is only like 15 minutes because we've gone on so many <laughs> tangents. We, we, we don't get very much opportunity to talk. So we tangent and, and just go on damn random thing oh my god i can't talk uh, that, this is only supposed to happen at the end of the episode karen what card <laughs> are you talking about please help me temperance yes start starting with temperance yes okay so what's really awesome about the interview with Kat, i did not tell cat about the crystals we were going to talk about on the episode or what cards but yeah. cat mentioned like all the crystals we were going to talk about today yeah yeah <laughs> So I don't even have to tell my lapidolite story, my laparasite lapidolite story. <laughs> so Karen, this is her. This is the beautiful. Oh, that's pretty. Wine grape baby. When I dreamed about this lapidolite, which is the crystal for temperance, this is when I still knew nothing about crystals. Um, and I yeah. look at lapidolite spheres from other sellers, actually. Um, and for whatever reason, it wasn't the right time. And yeah. uh Beloved Amy of Magic Relics knew I wanted it, found it for me. It is perfect. I literally cried when I opened it. Oh, the, wow. I'm still I'm still getting a little emotional. Just also brought my raw. Here's my little raw chunk, which is also from Amy of Magic Relics. It's cool because it's got like I'll take a picture of it for the Instagram. It's got like pink in it and like kind of this grayish purple, but it's mostly yeah. white and like super sparkly. It looks like a slice of cake. It's fabulous. <laughs> my husband likes to use it I've given it to my husband for meditation many times because it, as Kat mentioned it's a very calming stone and that yeah. is the reason I selected it for temperance so what experience do you have with temperance Karen I guess with temperance I don't have a lot of personal experience with the card itself I don't really get it very often we had been talking last week about how it's so weird because it looks like a water card, but it's associated with a fire sign. It's fire! And, but I really feel like it's more than that because it's nice to reduce like the symbols in the tarot to something really concrete and easy to define. But 
I feel like what all those layers of symbolism should do is just kind of lead you to something that's beyond that. And temperance sort of smacks you in the face with that because it's got a ton of water. You know, the, the angel has one foot in the water, one foot on the earth. So you've got that duality. Mm-hmm. The card sometimes has a rainbow in the background, which I think represents the the coming together or the bridging of spiritual with the earthly concern. So it's a card of balance, but it's it's not just like balance, like, oh, I need balance in my day. It's all of those spiritual and earthly considerations in your life and how you unify them into into one thing. And I think that's why it also has maybe that alchemical kind of vibe to it in some deck where you're sort of so weird you said that in the wizard tarot, it is the alchemist. Oh. Yeah. And I was I didn't ever realize that until you just said it just now. <laughs> I don't know. I get that card and I'm like, yeah, balance. <laughs> if I feel like Yeah, but- it totally it totally is. So like it's like a different, a waterier and a more a more emotional version of justice. I guess but you said something like last week, you said something so genius about why the Sagittarius fit with the water stuff and temperance. It was something about how you need, if you're a fire sign that you need that water, you know, that fire and water actually like yin and yang kind of deal. They go together, kind of basically balance each other out. Yeah, I don't remember if I said that on pod or not, but yeah, that was what I had written down in my notes. Yeah, the the really awesome thing about astrology with the association with the tarot cards, and it's why I dug into the astrology with the tarot cards, is that elements play a huge part, I feel like, in the tarot. And they obviously do in astrology. And then it's helpful to know the astrology of cards because sometimes that will relate to specific people like I've talked about with the Gemini card which is the lovers which for me is my husband and that is just how I read that card when I'm reading for me or if I'm reading for him but the 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 thing about fire and water in temperance Mm. is it's it's cooling down the fire the the like kind of like making sure it doesn't get out of control in shadowscapes and numinous tarot do a really good job of showing that in those specific cards. Like the shadowscapes is actually a yin and yang, fire and water, oh, which yeah. is super cool. In Numinous Tarot, it's this very bright yellow kind of fiery card, but it's these, they look like they're identical twins. They have some variances, but they are exchanging the water between them, but they are like fiery, bright blonde hair, like have fiery yeah. clothing on. Does a really good job of just kind of like cutting through the fire with water. Which I think that's literally the message of temperance is tempering, mm-hmm. like bringing it back down as opposed to like it being like it's a, it's also a cooking technique, tempering. like It's refining something, right? Exactly. With those, exactly. With those raw forces. I mean, well, and I think there's this way of reading tarot where people look at the elements and you can get a cheat sheet of which elements are exactly opposed to each other versus which elements complement each other and stuff. But to me, I feel like 
that's kind of the wrong way to look at it. You know, somebody could say, well, oh, if you have all these fire cards here and then all these water cards here, then they don't, you know, then they're working against each other or whatever. And, you know, the natural world doesn't actually work that way. That a lot of times those elements are each necessary pieces of an overall critical process, right? So I like to take into account like the elements mm-hmm. and and how what they are in relation to each other. So water will put fire out and all of that. And that's important to know. But I think looking at them like they work against each other is kind of wrong. And I think temperance makes that argument, right? That that these are two pieces that that are important pieces and you can't and maybe shouldn't have one without the other. That card I always feel like when I get it in a reading, I either just go super simple with it or it's like, okay, now I'm going to have to really think hard about it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I've, I've never really gotten it. It was really funny because I just started working with the Jane Austen tarot deck because our uh, Pride and Prejudice book club series is coming up. And I wanted to get familiar with the deck and the way I familiarize myself with the deck is by drawing a single card like every yeah. day. I'm, I'm doing it twice oh, a day cool. because I've just oh, felt awesome. drawn to do that in the morning and the evening, like as a beginning and end oh, of the day. Okay. Yeah. So this morning, this morning, the day that we're recording, yeah, I drew temperance for the first time organically okay. drew temperance in my tarot reading career. But Lapidolite I picked for temperance because it is so calming. And that's what temperance is asking us to do is like, hold on. Take a B, especially in the midst of like anxiety. Like if you're having anxiety about goals that you're trying to set, meditating with Lapidolite would be perfect because it calms you down and centers your focus. And also in a very elementary way, it's purple and red fire, blue water, make purple. Oh my God. I, I totally, I totally didn't think that was very smart. <laughs> Are you kidding? That's genius. <laughs> you are so cute. <laughs> you have, you have the per, the perfect reaction. I was like, I was fully expected to be like, okay. <laughs> And then, I, and then the last thought I had was, wait a minute, that's probably why she picked that one. <laughs> no, okay, no, okay. Seriously, I, because I have never pulled Temperance organically, this is probably yeah. the hardest series in the entire series we've done. And that's why there, that's part of the reason there's only three for this episode. These are the hardest ones to pick. Once again, I have not ever picked Temperance organically for myself. I hardly ever pick it for other people because... It's never really about cooling down and recentering your focus. It's usually about getting creativity, being reassured. It it's not it's not really a thing that comes up for people who want to read with me because my energy is so like bubbly and they're you probably attracted to me either being reassuring or trying to redirect their focus and temperance yeah. is not temperance is about kind of chilling out first. Although even yeah. though I just said it's about redirecting focus, but I think that I think that the pillow would be a good tool yeah. to have around when you get temperance because that will help. 
Nice. Was, yeah, that was, you don't have any lapidolite, do you? You said no, and I was mm. flipping through my deck to find a card, and I don't even remember what card anymore because as soon as I flipped it over, the hairy devil crotch was looking at me. Oh well, that's a perfect. Yep, that's a perfect <laughs> segue. Oh my the god, hairy... are we doing the devil next? <laughs> yes, because it comes after temperance. The hell card was I trying to find? Oh, I was looking for temperance because I, I was like, why don't I ever like that card? And I feel like it's because it's got the 80s greatest American hero hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my about? God. It totally does. It has, like, and Robert Plant hair. Not my favorite haircut. And I think that's why I just don't like temperance. <laughs> I get it. Okay, so now that's Okay, the devil. So we're going to go from 80s hair to hairy crotch. And he was just Is this there, just like, going to be a thing with you for forever, Karen? Harry Crotches? I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at it. It's got, you know, like, come on. <laughs> anyway. It's, and now it looks like it's both in the shape of a uterus and a ram's head. His, Heaven His Harry Crotch. Wow. Uh, oh, that's weird. <gasps> uterus. Uterus. You're welcome. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Now, every time you look at all those cards, you're going to be like, oh, damn it, it's a uterus. <laughs> no, no, because I'm super comfortable with the devil card for uh, personal <laughs> reasons. Uh, one of which, I'll let you guys figure out the rest. One of, which, <laughs> 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 one of which is that I am a Capricorn rising and the devil is oh. Capricorn card. And that is why I picked, first of all, Garnet. Uh, Garnet is the January birthstone slash Capricorn stone. It promotes hard work, and that is why I take it with me to work. It actually replaced my lapidolite, which I had mentioned previously I used to take to work for calming, and now I try to work really hard. It's not working out well, actually. I should probably <laughs> switch back to the lapidolite. The, devil, the devil's coming out. <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable with the devil, especially coming from a Christian background. There's like this big thing now where people are doing like shadow work, which is really mm -hmm. like, you know, working on those parts of yourself that you have trouble accepting. And to yeah. me, like, that's exactly what that devil card is. And so that yes. has this component of human nature and the world and the things that we can't control, but maybe we should. It's a super complex card. So I've seen it called chains in some mm -hmm. decks. Oh. The Shadowscapes deck does a really good job. I, I pulled that card for you a couple days ago when we yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. Because that card does a really good job of showing both the creative, hardworking energy of the devil, but also the trapped feeling that, of the devil. Yeah. It's a really complicated card. I chose Garnet because it's also just as complicated. So Garnet, okay. so these are a couple things that um, Judy Hall, our wonderful reference, wrote the Crystal Bible in case you haven't been listening the entire series. <laughs> um, she says a lot about Garnet, but this is just a couple of the things. So it's a powerfully energizing and regenerating stone. It cleanses and regenerates the chakras, revitalizes, purifies, balances energy. It is a useful crystal to have in crisis. Um, it is particularly helpful in situations where there seems to be no way out, which is the chains. It's, and this is the sexy part. This is why Kat also talked about it for her sexy spray. Garnet inspires love and devotion, balances sex drive, and alleviates emotional disharmony. Red Garnet particularly stimulates kundalini energy and aids sexual potency. But 
this is a stone of commitment. So if, if you're one of those people that feels like no, is not wanting to be committed, Garnet's not going to be good for sexy time necessarily because it's a stone of commitment. It would be a great engagement ring, actually. <laughs> oh, I love that idea of commitment with this card because, yeah. okay, yeah, it does have that component of like bad habits that you need to kick that are trapping you and training, you know, that are holding you back. But at the same time, it also, to me, and I think to a lot of people, maybe that do shadow work, yeah, it represents those parts of yourself that maybe you don't like or accept so much, yes. but they are part of who you are and you can't just cut them out. You have to fully accept yourself and fully love yourself. And so that card to me is about you just doing a quick, easy reading and it's like, okay, bad habits. I need, you know, what's holding me back? You know, what, what am I trapping myself in? But if you're really doing some, you know, sort of deep exploratory reading, that is the card of acknowledging those parts of yourself and enfolding them into who you are as a whole person. So that stone is a commit, like as a commitment, it's like you have to commit to yourself because you can't break up with yourself, right? <laughs> like you're, you yeah. can't, you know, I, I sometimes I think about marriage that way, that you, your spouse, you really should think of them like a part of yourself in the sense that, you know, they might make mistakes or have aspects of them that, of themselves that are sometimes frustrating or whatever, when you have parts of yourself like that, you can't walk away from it because it's you. In marriage, that commitment basically means that that person gets that much acceptance as you would give yourself. That's awesome. I love that stone for that card. <laughs> I know. It's great that Garnet is the Capricorn stone, the devil's the Capricorn card. This is one of those moments where it's like all of the bits and pieces yeah. of all the spiritual witchy shit come together and it's like, mm -hmm. ha. I mean, I feel like I almost didn't even choose Garnet. Like Garnet was just supposed to be here. Cause again, it's a January birthstone. Capricorn is mostly yeah. in January. So. So what yeah. are, so what are some quality, just a couple like qualities of Capricorn? Like I really don't know much about this. You know, I'm super ambitious. So like Capricorn is the goat climbing up the mountain. So yeah. super ambitious, constantly wanting to be making improvements definitely committed gonna look at the mountain like i can't climb that or yes i can definitely climb that and will not give up that's like capricorn in a nutshell you know very basic nutshell you've seen no. those goats that like stand on the like very edges of the rocks on the the like mountains and stuff oh caprica so that's like the that's exactly capricorn. the sort of capricorn energy that's happening oh my gosh <laughs> like anything it takes wow David Attenborough is like in the corner, like the goat will not fall off. The <laughs> yeah. I can do so a British those... accent, but I can't do that. <laughs> so those of you oh. who fear, fear hard work, don't be getting any garnets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, garnets probably going to activate like crazy. Like the one that I have, um, it's really funny. I got it from Emika's Earth Gems, um, who has provided me, I uh, mentioned previously, my blue kyanite, also some really beautiful amethyst, just stunning crystals. But I didn't even remember ordering the garnet from her when she sent my package. I'm like, what is this? She's like, oh, that's oh, wow. a garnet. I was like, what did I order a garnet? My Capricorn heart was like, yes, I need that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I literally don't remember saying, yes, please give me that. I, it just appeared. Yeah. I paid for it and it appeared. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we're going to come to, I know we've said death is the scariest card of them all, but this is literally like everybody's scary, scary, scary card. The tower. The tower. Okay. So I have only ever pulled the tower for myself once. The week after my grandfather died. Oh, wow. Um, who I was, su- actually, all of us were super close to. Yeah. I can't talk about it too much or I will start crying because I it's been a little over a year and I still miss the hell out of him. He was awesome. So that's the only time I've ever pulled the tower. The only other time I pulled the tower for somebody else was less than a week ago at a market. And the guy was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> which i was like oh shit i just pulled the tower and the guy was like hmm. it gave you more anxiety than it gave him it did because i was worried about <laughs> reading it and i was just like because it was the numinous tarot and it's a comet about to hit the tower but the person has already jumped ship and i was like looks like you foresaw the you saw the writing on the wall and have jumped ship and he's like yeah that makes sense <laughs> like okay buddy like there you go he he's probably one of my more interesting terror readings that i've had because he he was very self-aware he was a cool guy i really hope i get to read for him again because he was very cool fun fact about picking crystals for the tower i don't have a single one of these <laughs> <laughs> for once i do not full disclosure i do not own a single one of these types of crystals that i'm about to talk about so I don't have personal experience with them. I just know, A, what Judy Hall has talked about, B, what other people have talked about as far as their experience. So they are lithium, which Kat talked about a little bit and is in lipidolite, smoky quartz, and rhodonite. Are you familiar with any of these, Karen? Do you have any of these? I don't. I don't have any of those. All right. You heard it here first. We are talking about subjects which we're only kind of familiar with. <laughs> okay, so this is part of the reason is, um, anybody who's fam- listening and is familiar with the tower is that it's a weird card. Like a tower is a shape of crystal that can be carved like Cassiopeia, our fluorite tower. That is basically our third fabulous full tarot podcast member. But <laughs> like, obviously like a shape of a crystal is not really going to express what the tower means. The tumultuousness, basically the whole upheaval that getting the tower in a tarot reading means. So I picked crystals um, and I didn't want to do any repeat crystals. So that's part of this too. But I picked crystals that were going to be helpful in transitioning through a tower moment. Mm. That's kind of what I'm talking about here. So lithium quartz. So this is what Judy Hall says. It's a natural antidepressant and has powerful healing energies Gently lift the conditions underlying the depression to the surface, neutralizing ancient anger and grief. The tower, I feel like, comes up in a moment of, hey, this awful, horrible shit is going down and you need to deal with it. Lithium is going to not only help you feel a little bit better, but also dig that out, you know, bring that up because... The only way you're really going to deal with those kinds of issues is if you dig them up and be like, hey, this is it. It's, I think I've talked about it before. I call it the Voldemort principle. I, call it, <laughs> I specifically call it the Voldemort principle. If you name it, it has less power over you. And that's what it is about things like 
I'm a person who has, I've talked about this before too, I've been diagnosed with anxiety and depression. It's been a very long time since I've been diagnosed and I feel like I'm doing a lot better with it. I still have my moments and days, but part of what's so hard about depression is when you're like, I don't know why I'm upset and trying to dig into the reasons for that, that that's very much a tower moment. And for me, so basically the way lithium is described and especially knowing that lithium is in lipidolite, which is good for calming down, pure lithium quartz would be excellent for just kind of digging in, naming something that would be great to meditate with. I feel like, especially because lithium Usually, I, I know Kat sells some lithium that is like in these big clusters, these big spiky clusters. They they look like they would do a really good job of, of digging in and digging out, you know, but I don't have one. I, I am more of a, pol- a tumble or a raw or a sphere kind of a person. I don't really like those spiky thingies. I'm not drawn to them, rather. I'm not going to say I don't like them. I'm just not drawn to them. So the next one is smoky quartz, which um, I have my eye on a smoky quartz from Amika's Earth Gems. One day it shall be mine. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's a twin. It's one of those that, like, crosses over in the middle. Smoky quartz, it provides pain relief and healing. It's super good for meditation. It's naturally irra- irradiated. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's it's processed irradiated, you know, but a lot, of, you know, the really good ones that are naturally irradiated in the earth. Basically, this crystal's been through shit, you know, like radiation is not good ever. Think Chernobyl, <laughs> for example. Oh, my God. It's just got, it's just, it's like high heat over time, right? Like, is that what... Yeah, so um, actually they're saying it would be, Judy Hall says that smoky quartz would be an excellent crystal for treating radiation-related illness because the stone has been through that. Kind of helps remove that. But smoky quartz, okay, so like think about when we talked about clear quartz with the fool, right? And how clear it is and how you have a lot of clarity for your journey and it's like starting fresh, like very starting clear. Smoky quartz is the direct opposite of that. Like I've seen black smoky quartz, like super dark. Think about how positive the fool is starting in the journey. Tower is your worst case scenario. If you're the fool, did which you that way ahead. <laughs> yes, I did actually. Oh my gosh. I love- Thank you. <laughs> there, there's obviously a lot of light colored smoky quartz. You know, that's, those are a lot more common. The really dark ones are obviously the really saturated ones, really colorful crystals are going to have, they're going to have a higher ta- uh, price tag on them too. But I mean, those really saturated smoky quartz, like those black ones, like we're not talking obsidian or tourmaline, which are protective crystals. We're talking smoky quartz, which is brown, black. It's smoky, like after a fire, which is what's happening in the tower. Oh, I like the symbolism to that. I don't have any, but I've seen one where it the it looks like clear quartz that's darker, but it's not just solid black all the time. I mean, you get it almost looks wispy on the inside. Yes, exactly. Yeah, a lot of them are not super dark. Like the one that I'm thinking of in particular that I'm hoping is still available with Amika Amika's Earth Gems is I'm hoping that it'll still be available. I know that it's one of those meant to be sort of things. Like it does a lot with crystals, but it does. It looks like smoke going yeah. you know has been sort of 
trapped inside this this court. Yep, yep. All that nasty fire, that that leftover. What do you have to clean up after the rubble of the tower actually occurs? It's scary, but I mean, I feel like, you know, a smoky quartz, it's almost like, it's like empathetic in that way. It's like, yeah. I know that it sucks, girl. Like, I know things yeah. are smoky. We'll figure mm-hmm. it out together. <laughs> <laughs> so if your friends are going through it, get them some smoky quartz. <laughs> and the final crystal that I had selected is rhodonite. Rhodonite is pink and black. It can vary in kind of its shades of pink. Um, I like it because it looks like a uh, forest at sunset. It's got Blair Witch Project vibes, which is one of my favorite movies. Uh, this is what Judy Hall says. Excellent wound healer. And, uh, oh, weird. It relieves insect bites. <laughs> that's so, that's so practical. Um, oh, not that gosh. I've never seen the, the tower with insect bites. But this is what really drew my eye when I read this. It can reduce scarring. Physical scarring, but also emotional scarring. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, um, how do you spell it? What's it? How is it spelled? Rhodonite. R-H-O-D-O-N-I-T-E. Yeah. Yeah, there's rhodonite and there's rhodochrosite. Um, right, which we figured out wasn't wasn't the same thing. It's though. not the same, yeah. And it's it's funny because you asked that. I've, I've seen... Um, <laughs> you're not the first person that I'm aware of to make that mistake. And I get them crisscrossed, especially because I don't have either one of them. Um, but the, and they're both pink. So they look very, very similar. They do look very so similar. I, I, you know, I, I just been wondering, like, is that a different stone or is it the actually like a shortened version of the name? Because no. they look a lot. Of, <laughs> look yeah, a lot that's a really, that's a really good point. Um, but no, but I, yeah, they're, they're done. I think you're right that they're different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, they're both pink. I mean, so, and um, any pink stones are, of course, going to be awesome for the heart chakra. Um, pink and green, we talked about Unikite before. Pink and green are perfect for the heart chakra, but like pink is perfect for the heart chakra, which is what yeah. needs attention when you're in a tower moment. Yeah. This is a rough set of cards, actually. Boy. And that's unfortunately where we're going to end this week. (laughs) (laughs) So we have one more crystal episode. It's going to be a doozy. We're finishing out the majors. Six cards. Yep. I'm excited. (laughs) I lied five cards. I can't count. (laughs) Five cards. Counting is not necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) For like anything in life. The numbers are all on the cards. (laughs) Ooh. All right. What else is going on? Um, oh, so we have after that Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> yes. And I have the Jane Austen deck, which is uh, surprisingly super rare. Uh, my mother-in-law gifted it to me, but I have broken it out so I could start getting familiar with it so we can use it for Pride and Prejudice book club. And I have to say, I misspoke on the last episode. I kept talking about for the hangman optical quartz, and it yeah. should be optical calcite. Now it looks kind of like quartz, yeah. but it it's optical calcite. The picture you took was great. Oh, good. I tried to get it to where it would show the the polarization of the image, but I don't think it came out. <laughs> the rainbows were in it, though. That was cool. Oh, cool. awesome! Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being such an awesome audience. Yes, we love you guys. 
and the engagement is great. Thank you so much for your feedback. Karen, you are on YouTube and on Instagram at Crail Seeker Zero Shop, and you have on Mondays and Thursdays mindfulness tarot polls. Yes. So four minutes, yes. real quick, real fun. Yeah, thank you. And yes. you are at Market on Florida this weekend. I was at Market on Florida. I am at West Tampa Market. By the time this episode comes out, I'll have already been at it. <laughs> okay. But people um, can still keep an eye out for you there the next time that, that those markets are. Yes. Let your friends and family in Tampa know where I be. Also, come visit. Seriously. Yeah. I know all the hospice. <laughs> I live in the downtown. I know where all the cool shit is. Yeah, you have a nice I do. Place. I literally posted on my Instagram earlier this week because I thought it was great. Um, we went to a cool place called Armature Works, which is the re... It is the renovated old waterworks building in Tampa and they made it basically into a giant food court. It's really dope. So there is a restaurant in there called Steelbach and they had a cocktail, a corn whiskey cocktail with sage in it. And I'm like, this is witch's brew level 100. (laughs) Oh yeah. I saw your Instagram post. Yes. If you want to see a picture of me drinking that cocktail, it is on Instagram. And if you want to come visit, I will take you to Steelbach and we will have those delicious cocktails. <laughs> if you don't like whiskey, we will find you something. <laughs> I uh, I feel, I always say it was like, I have tons of friends, but none of them could come to my birthday party because they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. But I also do on my Instagram uh, daily, mostly daily tarot of the day, mini, tiny, mini videos. So those are fun, too. Yep, we'll have, of course, we will have all the pictures, uh, cards we pulled for Kat. Thank you again, Kat, Scorpio Moon, for being on the podcast. Ooh, hopefully my highlight will be here by the time I post. we post, because if it is, then I'll take a picture of it. And thank you guys so much. We're really excited, sad, but excited to be wrapping up the Crystal episodes next week. And we're, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, and, and if you want to add some insight into crystals that you have connected when you think about the tarot, please add those comments to our Instagram post. Yes. Comment, comment, comment. Yeah. I've been loving some of the DMs that we've been getting and like, uh, yeah, comments are awesome. Thank you so much. And like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff too. Yeah. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. Bye.